Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, guys, on today's episode, what else is there to talk about? National Signing Day has begun. It was a bang for Michigan State. And, well, of course, we got Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports here to talk about it as well. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good evening, good whenever on earth, you beautiful Locked On Spartan listeners are, well, listening to this podcast. How you doing? Hope you're doing okay. Hopefully, uh, some of the events from signing day didn't affect you too much because, well, hey, overall, not a bad day for uh, Michigan State. Well, we'll get to that in a hot second here. But first, of course, got to do the housekeeping. Need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked On Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and we do this five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's right. Uh, just the whole week leading up to this point was talking about Early National Signing Day. Today's episode, Early National Signing Day. Tomorrow's show, barring any breaking news, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Got an interview with former Michigan State offensive lineman Tony Mandarich. That's right, the incredible bulk. Talking, of course, about a little bit about Michigan State, but also just about like life as a whole. If you are hip to Tony Mandarich, uh, you know that he has been through hell and back. And, well... It's doing quite great these days, so it was awesome talking with him. That will be on tomorrow's show. First and foremost, though, we need to do today's show. Oh, sorry, one more thing. If you have any questions, comments, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Yes, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. So, today, uh, yes, early National Signing Day, Wednesday. It began, of course, the normal signing day is going to happen later on in February, but... Safe to say that what roughly 82% of all signings happened today, it seems like. Big day for Michigan State, and uh, yes, this is how I sum it up. On a macro level, like if you look at the whole class, pretty good. I, pretty good class for Michigan State. I mean, you're humming right around that top 20 mark in the nation. That's awesome. Now, the day itself, the Wednesday itself, I think it was fine. I think it was fine. I, I don't think it was awful. Certainly wasn't bad, but I don't think it was extraordinary or great because, well, we'll get to that part later. But first and foremost, got to start with where the day started. And what an awesome move by Mel Tucker, the coaching staff, just the whole program to honor not just Tate Muir, of course, one of the victims of the Oxford shooting not too long ago here in the Mitten State, but also mentioning the other three victims as well and their families, Justin Schilling, Hannah St. Juliana, and Madison Baldwin as well. Uh, he, and by he, Mel Tucker, mentioned uh, that he actually saw Tate Muir play in a game during Michigan State's bye week when he was checking out West Bloomfield. And Tate Muir was one of the best players that he saw in that game, so he actually wrote his name down and said, all right, we're going to keep tabs on this kid. Uh, also talked about Tate's uh, unmatched worth ethic, his dedication, athleticism, love for teammates, and also his dream of playing for Michigan State. It's been reported that Yes, he was a Michigan State fan, and playing for the Spartans is one of his dreams, but of course, unfortunately, we'll never get to know if that would have happened. 
but that didn't stop Mel Tucker from making him the honorary first signee of signing day. So really, really awesome. Of course, uh, University of Michigan also had the Muir family down for the coin toss for their Big Ten championship game. They wore uh, helmet patches or jersey patches. Certainly, without a doubt, uh, transcends the rivalry. So yeah, really awesome to see. Um, the, the programs in the state stepping up to honor, uh, again, Tate, but also the other victims as well. Uh, and let's just talk more about the class as a whole, right? We got 22 kids signed for Michigan State. That's 21st nationally right now uh, and 5th overall in the Big Ten. Both of those are the highest for Michigan State since 2016. Uh, four of the top 10 kids in the state of Michigan, of course, Alex Van Summeren, Dylan Tatum, Jaden Mangum and Antonio Gates Jr. are signed to the Spartans. No other school has any more than four of the top ten kids in this state, so you feel pretty good about that. Uh, Michigan State has five composite four-stars per the 24-7 sports composite. That's where I get my ratings and all that fun stuff from. Uh, Yeah, so five composite four-stars. That is nearly as many as the last four classes combined. If you take the last four classes combined, yes, they had six. And so those five four-stars, they're all the four players are just named from the great state of Michigan. And also, that's right, four-star quarterback out of California, Caton Hauser, the real deal, really, really high on him. High on a lot of these guys, honestly. Um, so, yeah, pretty solid class for Michigan State, goes without saying. Now, there were uh, some kids added today that weren't verbally committed yet. All three-star kids from Georgia, too. Of course, we have Caleb Coley, we have Malcolm Jones, and Zion Young. Coley and Jones both being defensive backs and then Zion Young being a defensive lineman as well. We'll hit on those guys with Stephen Brooks here uh, in the next segment. But yeah, so that was a, a nice little fun addition as well. But also, not only do you have the transfers like Aaron Brule, Jacoby Winman, and Jalen Berger, and yes, not only a signing day for high school athletes, but also the transfers as well as Michigan State got a big pledge from Florida transfer Chris Boggle. That's right, the former top 75 recruit. He's played a little bit at Florida. Uh, career hasn't started just the way he's wanted, but kind of like Aaron Brule after a, an offseason at Mississippi State, wants greener pastures, wants a refreshed restart. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll take a monster former top 75 kid who's uh, going to help the pass rush next season. So, yeah, overall... Pretty, pretty, pretty solid class for for Michigan State. It's going to be very hard to complain about this. Um, But like we said, the day as a whole, it was fine. It was fine. Listen, you got those those three guys from Georgia. You got Boggle. But also the the two headliners for their decisions, of course, four-star wide receiver Armani Winfield. He chooses Baylor. Michigan State was in the final three for him. And last but not least, that's right, we're going to end the segment uh, just addressing the uh, the elephant in the room. I mean, geez, the, the kid's almost the size of an elephant, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Six foot eight, five star offensive tackle, Keontae Goodwin. Yes, he has stuck with the, uh, the commitment to Kentucky, came down to Michigan State and Kentucky in the end. Uh, was scheduled to give his announcement in the morning, and then he pushed it to 3.30, and then 5 o'clock, so... Really, it's, it's it's a bummer for, for two reasons. One was, yeah, just how long we had to wait. I mean, oh, geez, but hey, I'm not going to fault the kid for it. Massive decision on his shoulders, and I really think he genuinely had a hard time with this. I don't think he was playing any games here. Uh, and Number two of why you're bummed about this, I mean, you, you almost just feel helpless, right? I mean, it, it, it almost hurts more that MSU did everything they possibly could 
took an unofficial visit to Michigan State on October 30th. Yeah, the day of the Michigan-Michigan State game. He was there in the house for probably the best Michigan State game in recent memory. And also, his last official visit was done in East Lansing as well. So Michigan State had the final say before signing day too. And it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough, but um, and I, this is not a fault to the coaching staff whatsoever. This isn't a fault to the kid. Sometimes in recruiting, hey, it'd it be like that sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes there's fishy stuff going on or you really wish that your staff could have done something or that the kid was, oh, acting with, with bad intentions. But no, like, I, listen, Kentucky offered this kid when he was 13 years old. Like, he's been pretty familiar with that program since he was in seventh grade. Uh, Michigan State, yeah, awesome season they just came off of but at the same time they have only been here for about two years and one of those years was spent in a COVID lockdown where they can't have any face-to-face interaction with the kids uh this is these aren't excuses this is just matter of fact like recruiting relationships really do matter to make your grassroots your inroads so and a, a couple people I think uh Will Hunter was one of them I'll credit him for for this to make him sound like the smart guy here but they, they really kind of built this class off of a two and five season. Like a lot of these kids that committed to Michigan state committed very early on this year when all they knew was a struggling Michigan state team. So yes, recruiting and relationships take time. You want to get them when they're freshmen, when they're sophomores, or heck, if you're Kentucky, why don't you just get the kid when he's in seventh grade and offer him then. So Listen, great recruitment for Kentucky. Hats off to them. I mean, kept them away from a lot of great programs like Alabama, A&M, Ohio State, and, of course, Michigan State. But, yeah, that's uh, that, that was tough. That was tough. But, like I said, that's recruiting, baby. It'd be like that sometimes. And uh, what are you going to do other than uh, just, just be a sad adult because a high school kid didn't pick the team that you root for. All right, uh, we're going to have a more uh, lightened conversation. I know that we kind of ended that segment on, eh, maybe not the happiest note, but Stephen Brooks, he, he always brings the good as usual. So yeah, we'll get to him in a hot segment. First, need to talk to you fine folks about NetSuite. That's right. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, <gasps> your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Guys, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So, join the 27,000 businesses already using NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA. And before getting to Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. And be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 with local experts, betting advice, draft analysis. It's the most comprehensive college football playoff preview. And it begins this Friday. 
On this beautiful early signing day, I thought to myself, who is probably the busiest person I know, and how can I make their lives even crazier by having them talk to me for the next 15 minutes here? And I said, that's Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. He is graciously joining us after a long, long day of slaving over a laptop, his phone, a fax machine, what have you. He's here. Stephen, thanks a lot, man. How you doing? You doing okay? Are you holding up okay after this long, crazy day? <laughs> I'm trying, man. I feel like... Uh... Either one of my eyeballs could just pop out at any moment. Like I'm somewhere, <laughs> somewhere north of uh, four cups of coffee, somewhere east of mm-hmm. like five thousand words <laughs> written or so, probably. So I'm just, I'm just plugging along. I think I might have broken through to that point where it's, it's like my body thinks it's a new day, and so like I'm just, I'm actually just good to go. <laughs> yes. Totally. Like when I'm so exhausted, I just, I that is exactly what happens. I just like break through a wall. And it's like, hey, you, new life, one up uh, in a video game or something. It's like, you're good to go, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Stay up till 4 a.m. Exactly. So I think I'm approaching that point. But yeah. yeah, man, it's all good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, well, thank you. And you don't know this yet, but you might have to be playing, um, I guess, therapist here early on. So I started the show with <laughs> never this is how I summed up. No, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you've never done this before. Um, I started the show with saying that as a whole, Pretty good class for Michigan State, right? Like they're hovering right around that 20 in the nation mark. I believe they're 21 right now as we are talking. They are top five in the Big Ten, which are both drastic improvements from where they were, not just last year, but the last few years, honestly. But the day as just just today was fine. It wasn't anything bad. wasn't great. I mean, yes, we lost out on Armani Winfield. We lost out on Keontae Goodwin. But still, you got Boggles' commitment to transfer from Florida. You got those three Georgia kids. So overall, I think the day was fine, but overall, pretty good class. It, it, am I being fair right there, or do you think it was better than a fine day? Yeah, worse than a fine day. Yeah, pretty good. Look, I saw. I mean, I know pretty that good. everyone is, is still stop dropping and rolling out of like out of the smoky hallway that is the Keontae Goodwin recruitment. So uh, recruitment. So I yeah. get that. I get everyone's yeah. trying to come up for air and, and clear their eyes and everything. I get that. Guilty. But once you do that, like, and maybe maybe it's tomorrow morning when folks hear this or whatever, but, like, when you zoom out, and you don't have to zoom out very far at all, pretty good. I mean, come on, this is way better than pretty good, I think. You're talking about a, okay. a 20-ish. I mean, they'll probably be past 20 by the time it's all said and done. But definitely top 25, most likely. Um, class, you know, in year two, uh, some major, major players, some uh, a good handful of four-star kids, some some major in-state kids. You know, not a huge in-state contingent, but but some of the best kids in Michigan are, are in this class. Uh, the reach of it. The, and then, you you know, you just sort of look at some of the intangible things like all the guys that committed before they even played a game this year. All the guys mm-hmm. who committed before they could even come to campus. You know, um, a guy like literally the first one, Christian Phillips, uh, committed in November of 2020. Yeah. And think about what was going on with Michigan State at that time, you know, and how, how attractive <laughs> were they for a, for a kid from Georgia who'd never been up here. You know, so there's a lot of things to be impressed about, I think, and we can get into any of these directions you like. But yeah, I think it's, I think if it's it's very much like the football season. You know, things expectations mm-hmm. change on a dime, very very quickly. About you know, sort of late-ish in the process. But again, if I went back to August and told you, hey, they're going to start eight and zero, and they're going to sign a top twenty-five class, I mean, you would have jumped out of your shoes, right? And now, like because yeah. of the last 48 hours, it does feel like a disappointment. And I can, I get that, but man, like I said, big picture, it's, I think it's all very positive for, for where this, is, where this thing is today and where it's, where it's headed in the future. 
That, that's a great point you bring up because now I'm just putting myself in the mind space of like, what, what if I've never even knew who, you know, Keontae Goodwin was? Like, I, I, you know, you're right. I think I would be a lot more jazzed about this whole situation if he was like never even in the picture to begin with. So, uh, yeah, hand up. I mean, you know this. All the listeners know it. Like, I'm one of those people that are trying to come up for air after getting my heart shattered by a high school kid and had uh, my afternoon just derailed. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's that's a good point there. Um, before, you know, going to, like, just the class as a whole and doing, like, some superlative-esque things, um, we, there were some surprise – okay, I'm using, like, the biggest, most sarcastic air quotes right now with surprises because these were not well-kept secrets. And I'm talking about the three – three-star athletes from Georgia. Zion Young, three-star defensive lineman. We got Malcolm Jones, three-star safety. And then we got, of course, Caleb Cooley. Caleb Coley, son of a... One day I'll get his name correct the first time. Three-star cornerback. Of those three guys, who are you most fired up about if you were a Michigan State fan? I think it's Coley. Um, okay. I, you know, it's the uh, on our team at, at Spartan Toga, like me, um, Corey Robinson, Justin Thin, Sean Shearer, you guys all know them, probably most of these mm-hmm. listeners. Um, we all thought he was like the throughout, and this is going back to like early summer, late spring. We all thought he was like the best pure corner, like that was on their board. That was like gettable, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he's the best corner recruit in the country. Don't get me wrong. But like in terms of guys, they were realistically in the mix for, we all thought he was the best of the bunch. And then gotcha. uh, they just stayed on him throughout the the Vanderbilt commitment and everything. And he actually, um, he's been committed. I mean, for over a month, a uh, month and a half, at least, you okay. know, it was around the Michigan game actually where he, where he ended up giving his commitment, just kept it quiet the whole time. And I didn't know if he was ever going to say anything publicly. And he never really did, you know, until he signed. Uh, and then Malcolm Jones uh, came over on an official visit last weekend, committed during that time, made it public Tuesday night. And uh, what was he at? Zion Young. Um, uh, Mich- he gave his commitment at, at uh, honor shortly after his official, which wasn't last weekend, but the weekend before, I think. And then went to Missouri mm-hmm. late in the process. And that, you know, was a little slight turbulence, but, uh, but uh, obviously they they pulled it out there, and I don't think it was a huge stressful deal or anything. It was just, yeah, you know, you woke up today like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a shot, you know, that might not go their way. But um, I think he's a big deal too because I think he's more of that. Uh, he can bring some more of that edge uh, pass rushing pass rushing juice that they really need, and they, they they really just can't have enough of those guys at this point right now. And we are not done holding Stephen Brooks hostage or making him talk more and more and more about recruiting just yet. But first. I just need to talk to you find folks about Boost Mobile. That's right, Boost Mobile. Where are you at? I don't think they use that slogan anymore, but going to use it anyway. All right. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. It's pretty fast. Uh, with all that money you'll save and all the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save? Boost Mobile. Disclaimer. <gasps> Free phone limited to new customers. One per line. Additional resources apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere. All phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Nailed it. Let's go. All right, guys. I also need to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with props, odds, and lines more than ever before as football season continues the March 2 playoffs. 
BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, LOCKEDON, and that will get you that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football to boxing to NHL, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get back to our guy, Stephen Brooks of 24 7 Sports. And so, like, some superlative questions, you know, like Diamond in the Rough and all that stuff, you, you know, the, the kind of questions that you've probably been answering and thinking about, well, all day, if you don't mind answering these for a 27th time uh, tonight. But let's just start with the the four, so I'm sorry, the five four stars right here. And I'll start at the top with the top guy, Alex Van Sumeran, uh, Kaden Hauser, the quarterback, Dylan Tatum, athlete, Jaden Mangum, athlete, and then Antonio Gates Jr., wide receiver. Of those five guys just named, do you think any are instant day one impacts, or is there a handful of guys there? How do, how do you just see the solid four-star lineup here uh, in, in their freshman year early on? Yeah, so out of, out of that five, I think the most two most likely um, shouldn't really surprise anybody are on defense. Uh, Alex okay. Van Sumeren, I would say, and it's it's not going to be an easy position to crack. You know, that's it's, that's why I'm going with two answers here. I'm kind of cheating, yeah. but. But uh, I just I think Alex is so good. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's going to be an absolute monster. I think he's got the highest floor of the of the class. And, and you know, I think some folks might hesitate. They're like, wait, what a second. Uh, I think he has a tremendously high ceiling, too. But I'd be stunned if he's not at least just a very, very good player here. Um, so I think he's a, the closest thing to a sure thing in this class. I uh, I think his baseline is very high at the lowest end, if, if that makes sense. Uh the other one would be yeah. Jaden Mangum, though. Um, and it's going to be tough for him for a different reason because he didn't play uh, hardly at all as a senior with an injury. So it's a long time to go without just the full speed collisions, the full speed reads, all the things that go into playing football at a high level. It just Even just feeling the contact, you know, being out there in full pads, running with your helmet on. I mean, all anything, it even could be that simple. Uh, so he'll come in, but he's early enrolling, so that'll help. He'll come in, and, he'll, and they want him to be that center fielder, free safety type that they really have struggled to find, you know, in these two years. Um, yeah. Obviously, they bumped Angelo Gross back there this year, and they just really didn't have any other options. Um, there's some hope that, yeah, maybe he could be that guy. I think it's, again, I think it's a big ask to make him, to to expect him to take that job as a true freshman, but he'll be right there and have the opportunity if he's ready for it. I think it'll be up for uh, grabs if he can take it, and then Gross could bump back down either to nickel or an outside corner spot, depending on maybe where they need him. Um, so it'd be Mangum based on opportunity or Van Sumeren just based off of talent. Cause I just, I think he's so good. He's not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to keep him off the field. I'll, I'll take both. Hey, that, that works on my end. And so there's obviously no shortage of three stars either. Like, do you think, uh, or I guess, who do you think is your diamond in the rough here? Of course, we just talked about Coley. That, that could be, you know, your answer as well. I tend to gravitate towards the two tight ends, uh, Jack Nickel out of Georgia and then Mike uh, Masunas out of Arizona. I can't tell it's because I love their tape or if it's because I'm so desperate for a tight end that wasn't a converted punter on this team. But I'll let you take it from here. Like, who who do you think is, out of the three stars, the diamond in the rough of this class? Or a few, if you want to go ahead and riff a little longer. Yeah, no, yeah. So, but I'm with you on both tight ends. Those are two names that come right to mind. Um, there we go. I was just on Corey and Justin's podcast earlier, uh, so listen to that tomorrow after you're done listening to us here. Um, and I said, uh, what did I say? I said Masunas. Um, I cheated there, too, though. What did I say? I said Masunas and James Schott. 
um, as two guys okay. that, that for underrated. Um, but it's all kind of relative because like there are, there are two guys that are near the, the bottom half, like rankings wise. But I think even Malik Spencer is a three star kid uh, ranked in the 600s nationally. Like that's that's no slouch by any means just on mm-hmm. paper. But I think he could be a guy who performs like a top 200 type of player, you know, if that makes sense. So the relative jump there, he's already fairly highly ranked and, and well regarded and everything. But I think even compared to that, he could excel a lot. Same thing with Jack Nichols. I mean, he's he's 100 spots higher, roughly at 521 nationally. I think he could be like a top three or 400 type of guy in terms of performance at the end of it. I think he's one of the most physically ready to play right away. Um, Masunas reminds me of some of those early D'Antonio tight ends, like a Selleck yeah. or, a, or a Charlie Gant, um, maybe a little bit of Kellen Davis, uh, sort of in his, terms of his length. Um, just sort of a little bit of all those guys put together. And like a like a Andrew Gleicher, even you know, going into the Rose Bowl type of era, so a little bit of all of those because uh, he's he's long and he's big, he's powerful, he's tough. Like in a in an, in another era, he might be uh, coming here as a tackle. Um, I won't get into that, but I think he's just got a lot of uh, potential to be like that move guy, give you the numbers advantage, put him out there, shift him across the formation. Oh my gosh, now you've got like a yeah. five on four type of situation, a six on four, you know, and you've just outflanked the defense because you can move him around, you can split him out, and you don't have to change your personnel. Um, like I said, James Schott uh, was committed to Miami, Ohio. They kept their eye on him, and he had a really, really nice senior season, so I like that pickup. I think he could be a, a nice, productive player for him. Um, those would probably be the main ones, I guess, in terms of uh, you know like hidden gems or whatever. Ashton Lepo, if he develops, uh, could be a monster. His measurables are, are amazing. You know, at 6'8", 280, he's got huge hands. Yeah. Really, really long arms. Uh, Braden Miller is another one. I mean, he's uh, he's probably ranked considerably too low, you know, for for what he is coming out of high school. I think he uh, he's got a nice future ahead of him too. I like all the offensive linemen. So those are a few guys. Um, like I said, there's a couple that are kind of relative, like a Malik Spencer or Nickel or something too that that could way outplay their uh, initial rankings. You always know the right thing to say, right? You know, like it, it, you love all the offensive linemen just as the five-star offensive lineman spurns Michigan State and goes to Kentucky. God, Steven, this is why we love you, man. This, this is great. Um, <laughs> wasn't one, thinking that. I wasn't thinking that for the record. Well, you, you did it anyway, though, because look at you. You're, you're a pro's pro. You're a man of the people. Um, <laughs> that was three almost, years ago in my world, man. That was, it was like, what, two or three <laughs> hours ago? That was three years ago. And, I mean, uh, i just throw it out there, but as, as we record this, I don't see any tweets on Kentucky's account acknowledging oh, any paperwork being signed, and that's it. I'm done. Done. I'm not saying anymore. Yep. Yep. I will let myself dream that dream if 2 p.m. Uh, on Thursday hits and like there's still no paperwork. But until then, yeah. Um, just one more question, and we'll do one more superlative. Uh, who do you think the bust of the class will be? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez, uh, I was saying, yo, no, come on, I'm man. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, on a real note, it, it like it's it's pretty fascinating that georgia dominates this right like they got 22 signed letters of intent they almost make up a third of this class with seven kids from georgia all three stars it's kind of a weird inside joke in an even weirder corner of msu twitter that i'm a part of i mean i'm guilty as charged where where do you stand on the debate though of a georgia three star is as good as a michigan four star because i think there's a lot to be said with that like I, i love me a georgia three star are you as high on georgia players as I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying that forever. Right, I mean, I'm not the first. Go. I know uh, whoever you heard it from wasn't the first. I mean, that's been said for a long time and everything. But, but yeah, on, on the whole, yes. Um, there's just the volume of talent is so deep down there. So can everybody be a four-star, you know, or just can, can, can people like P. 
people that work with me see everybody, you know, I mean, right. uh, you talk about diamonds in the rough, like obviously Darquez Denard is the shining example. It's just like, sure. can we get to every pocket? There's so many players in a big area. Can we get to every pocket and properly evaluate everybody? Whereas in Michigan, I mean, throughout a nine game season, yeah, I could probably see just about every like top 10, top 15 True. caliber player. That's a power five dude, really, you know, and yeah. that would just be one person. So, um, yeah. So yeah. I, and generally I do believe it. Yeah. I don't, it's not, uh, it's not a rule. I don't think, sure. you know, there's, there's exceptions for sure, but um, on the whole, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're telling, especially if you're, if you're doing apples to apples, we want a three star from even Ohio, you know, which I think is the best foot yeah. Midwest football state to Georgia, then it's Georgia all day. Yeah. Bang on right there. Well, Hey, Steven, go, go try to get some rest or pour yourself a nice stiff drink or, pick up a cigarette addiction do, do, do whatever you got to do after this incredibly long day that you and the fine folks at 24 7 sports have had man uh can't thank you enough for recording this late with me and uh you're the man steven R- really do appreciate your time sure no anytime man appreciate it thanks everybody for listening and thanks for having me on man always pumped and always grateful to have steven brooks on uh but really after a day like today where the, the, he wakes up before the the rooster even crows uh yeah super super thankful to have him on to uh have his knowledge on these here podcast airwaves. So yeah, thank you guys uh, for, for giving that a listen. Thank you, Steven, for giving us great things to listen to as well. All right, guys. Uh, and thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your YQ with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Let's have a Thursday. Love you all. Go Green.